ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار فيا عباد الله او servants of Allah recognize now that the time is coming close to the month of Ramadan of this year we are only days away from the arrival of the blessed month once again and so we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as the salaf they used to do asking Allah to allow them to live to see and experience another Ramadan they would begin making dua 6 months in advance of Ramadan asking Allah to allow them to live long enough to witness another Ramadan so here we are once again a whole year gone by a whole year passed by in the blink of an eye once again until this next Ramadan is at our doorstep once again so once again it is a time for reflection once again it is a time to ponder and think where are we now compared to where we were 12 months ago 12 months ago when we experienced that ramadan of last year and we promised ourselves that we would be better at the end of that ramadan and we promised ourselves we would become stronger in our implementation of the religion and we increased in our memorization and recitation of the quran and we increased in our supererogatory prayers as well as maintaining our obligatory prayers and we increased in our charity 
We increased in all of those things 12 months ago. And we promised ourselves that we would continue upon that way. But now the possibility is that there are some from amongst us who did not continue upon that way. That we left the recitation of the Qur'an after Ramadan went. That we left fasting after Ramadan went. That we left the night prayer after Ramadan went last year. Perhaps some of us did not do what we thought and promised ourselves we would do because we were doing the same this time last year, thinking about Ramadan coming. And then during Ramadan, the iman increases and everybody has that strength in their iman. And they have the goals and objectives that they will continue with after Ramadan. But now a year has gone by, we can reflect. Did we continue with the worship that we began during Ramadan last year? Did we continue upon that strength of iman that we were upon last Ramadan? Or did we fall down again after Ramadan? The sign of a successful Ramadan, the sign that you benefited from Ramadan, is that you continue with your worship and obedience after Ramadan, just like you were doing during Ramadan. So if we are from the category of people who fell back, after Ramadan last year, and we have not recited the Qur'an for months and months, and we have not prayed supererogatory prayers, and we have not given in charity, and we have not done the righteous deeds, then we need to think carefully once again before this Ramadan arrives. We need to think carefully that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us in the Qur'an that the purpose of fasting is لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ <coughs> That you may achieve piety. That you may gain taqwa. Taqwa is that you fulfill the obedience to Allah. And you stay away from the prohibitions. That is taqwa. That is the purpose and objective of Ramadan. As Allah mentioned in the ayah, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu kutiba alaykum usayyam, kama kutiba alaykum usayyam, kama kutiba That all you who believe fasting has been prescribed upon you, just as it was prescribed upon those who came before you so that you may achieve taqwa. Notice in the ayah, Allah tells us, fasting has been decreed upon you just as it was decreed upon those who came before you. Meaning even before the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa in the previous 
umam, in the previous nations of the previous prophets and messengers, they used to fast too. Allah had prescribed it upon them too before this ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And this indicates how beloved this action of fasting is to Allah. How beloved this worship is that it was prescribed in whichever form it was, but it was prescribed to the nations before this nation of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam too. So this is a tremendous act of worship, an act of worship <coughs> that a person gains via it taqwa, taqwa that is the fulfillment of the commandments and obedience to Allah, and it is staying away and abstaining from the haram and the prohibitions, and that's why the Salaf, they used to say, when it comes to fasting, when it comes to Ramadan, the easiest part is not eating and drinking. People, when they think about Ramadan, all they think about is that we are not going to eat and drink all day. How long is the fast going to be? When is it going to be suhoor time? When is it going to be iftar time? Where is the calendar? That is all people think about. That is all the believers, many of them, many of the Muslims, that is all they think about. How long will it be? How long will we not be able to eat and drink for? The Salaf, they used to say, not eating and not drinking, that's the easiest part of fasting. So it is a great mistake that when we think about Ramadan coming, and we think about Ramadan approaching, that all we're thinking about is the hunger. And all we're thinking about is what time to what time is it going to be? How long will we not be able to eat and drink for? That is a mistake if that is all you are thinking about and that is what you think Ramadan is. And that is what you teach your children Ramadan is. Ramadan is not just hunger and thirst. That is a part of it, yes. You experience that. But the greatest difficulty in Ramadan, the Salaf used to say, is to control your tongue and your actions. Everybody can manage not eating and drinking. But how many people can stop themselves from evil speech and stop themselves from evil behavior, stop themselves from swearing as a habit of swearing perhaps some person? Can he stop himself and purify his tongue? <coughs> Maybe another is accustomed to the whisperings of the shaitan, so he backbites the people all the time. Can he rectify himself and stop that? Maybe another one is deceived by the whisperings of the shaitan, and he spreads tales and carries namima between the people. Can he stop himself? Maybe another one cheats and deceives the people in his behavior. Can he stop himself? Those are the real challenges. Those are the real challenges in Ramadan you have to focus on. It is not just the focus on what time is suhoor and what time is iftar. That is a great mistake if a person only thinks about that and carries on with his backbiting and carries on with his storytelling and the mima and 
lying and cheating and all of his evil behavior, and he thinks he is fulfilling Ramadan by just not eating and drinking. <coughs> it mentions in a hadith, مَنْ لَمْ يَدَعْ قَوْلَ الزُّورِ وَالْعَمَلَ بِهِ وَالْجَهْلِ فَلَيْسَ لِلَّهِ حَاجَةً فِي أَنْ يَدَعَ طَعَامَهُ وَشَرَابَهُ that a person who does not leave the evil speech, the false speech, and ignorance and foolishness and behavior upon that way, then Allah has no need for that person to leave his food and drink. Meaning you are not fasting properly. The real fasting is stopping the food and the drink, but also stopping all of your evil behavior and speech and backbiting and actions. That is what we need to focus on in Ramadan. As it approaches now, rectification of ourselves, rectification of our souls, rectification of our behavior. That is the goal in Ramadan. The goal is not just checking every day what time iftar is. So think about it very carefully and recognize what the point of Ramadan is. لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ so that you may achieve piety, so that you may achieve taqwa, rectification of oneself. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, wa salatu wa salamu ala ashrafil anbiya'i wal mursaleen, nabiyyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. So, O servants of Allah, we are barely a week or two away from Ramadan approaching and arriving. Barely a couple of weeks remain for Ramadan to enter. There is not much time and a person must begin his rectification now. This does not mean what we have said now, that your rectification will begin on the first of Ramadan. Who has guaranteed that any of us will live till the first of Ramadan? The rectification begins now. A person has not recited the Quran for months, has not picked up the Mus'haf for months. Then pick it up from today. Do not say, okay, Ramadan is coming, I'll start again then. You do not know if you will live till Ramadan yet. Now the opportunity is there and the reminder is there. For us to begin that rectification once again. And as for the rulings around Ramadan, then those rulings will be discussed as time goes by. Perhaps in the following khutbah and onwards, we will speak about the specific rulings and fiqh of Ramadan so that a person recognizes how to fast and what not to do. It is important for a Muslim to learn the rulings so that you fast properly and you fast according to the sunnah, that you are not fasting in some bid'ah method, in some method of innovation, in some method that is wrong. Like some of the people, when they open their fast, they do not open it at the time of the adhan, for example. They say, we need to wait, let it get dark. Then we will open the fast just to be safe. That is against the sunnah. It is against the sunnah to do that. The sunnah is open the fast at the time of Maghrib. When the adhan is done, if it is on the exact right time, 
then open your fast at the time. Of course it will still be light outside. The time of Maghrib is not night time. The time of Maghrib is when the sun goes down, but it is still light outside. The companions, in one hadith it mentions that they used to pray Maghrib with the Prophet Then they used to go outside of the mosque and shoot an arrow and they could follow and watch the arrow where it went and where it landed after Maghrib prayer. Meaning there was still enough light to be able to see. So do not think that it's a condition you have to wait till night time to open your fast. These are just examples. It is important for a Muslim to learn the rulings carefully to listen to the lessons and lectures and read the books. Start learning now in these two weeks, three weeks that are left before Ramadan so that you are aware properly of how to do this act of worship. You are aware of what is halal and what is haram, what is permissible, what is not. You do not want to be fasting blind, not knowing anything. Just eat in the morning, eat in the evening, don't eat during the day and that's it. You don't know any of the other rulings about fasting and why and what. It's very important you learn from now. There's a chance now these two weeks to learn the rulings and learn the fiqh of Ramadan. So I encourage everyone to do that. Use your time wisely in the next couple of weeks. Learn about this month. Learn the details maybe you never learned in your lives before maybe. Learn the hadith in Bukhari in Muslim about Ramadan and about fasting, and you will see how you enjoy the month and benefit from it far, far more when you understand everything about this blessed month. Read about how the Prophet ﷺ used to recite the Qur'an with Jibreel in this month, how they used to practice the Qur'an. Read about how the Salaf used to recite the Qur'an in this month some of them, they say in their biographies, they used to recite it 60 times in Ramadan. Twice a day. To that level, they say about some of them. And others, 30 times a day. Al-Imam al-Bukhari, they say 40 times. Al-Imam al-Bukhari, they say when he used to lead the taraweeh prayer, he would finish the whole Quran in three nights. Every night he would lead and pray 10 juz. The second night, another ten juz. The third night, another ten juz. In three nights, he would lead the taraweeh prayer and finish the Qur'an every three nights. Ten times they would finish the Qur'an in taraweeh prayer. Read about these things from the Salaf and the great Imams and you will get great encouragement for the month that is arriving. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us life, to allow us to experience this blessed month once again. And to be upon that taqwa and achieve that taqwa once again. And to become rectified at a greater level than we are now prior to it.